welcome back to Escape Rocket. This week, after many technical hitches, last that <laughs> we are finally back with one episode of season two. Um, we are joined this week by uh, our collective experts on Harry Potter, Emma. Um, she has grown up with this franchise. She knows everything there is to know, basically. Um, so she was a great addition to our guest list this week. Um, we are doing a ranking video as well. We are going to be talking about our favourite Harry Potter movies. There's going to be a lot of stuff interspersed about the books and just like random tangents. So prepare for that one. Um, also, the first little bit of our audio has cut out uh, for this introduction. So you're joining the conversation um, as we're talking about Horcruxes and our least favourite films. At this point, Will has already say, stated that his least favourite is Chamber of Secrets. And Emma's is Half-Blood Prince. We're, you'll join the conversations we get onto a little bit of that Horcrux conversation. So enjoy the rest of the episode. I like how they, they start the, the Horcrux stuff. Um, and, you know, obviously Dumbledore has kind of a much bigger role in this movie and yeah, dies, yeah. unfortunately. But <laughs> that's not why I like the, the movie, obviously. <laughs> to be fair, I say unfortunately, but I think my feelings about Dumbledore have changed a lot since I've since I was, like, watching the films for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I cried my eyes out. In fact, we went to see it. We'd waited an extra year for it. Me and my friend went to see it, and I cried into my popcorn and didn't leave the cinema until about 35 minutes after the film had ended <laughs> because I was beside myself that Dumbledore had died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Read the book. yeah, spoiler, that's a, that's a, that's a good one. Spoiler warning for anyone who's not seen or read the books. I'm sorry, they've been out for a long time. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, stuff like this, we don't really spoiler. need to do that warning. That would break me and Juliet. <laughs> spoiler, Titanic. <laughs> 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 <The> ship sinks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was spoiled after 1912, so... Exactly. <laughs> they saw that one coming. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I like the Horcrux thing in half Prince, but it's just... I don't know. Some, like, um, I like the cinematic yeah, version of yeah. it. I love the room of hidden things, how they bring the room of requirement back. Yeah, I really love that. But I just, I think the whole premise of a Horcrux is kind of misled and misplaced, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what that's how I feel about the Horcruxes. Anyway, I feel like they kind of. The kind of a side bit, even though like they're the most important part of the task that Dumbledore leaves the trio, mm. I feel like they're kind of a bit of a side bit. And mm. like and like I loved I did actually love the bit in the Half Prince where they go to the cave mm. and Dumbledore and Harry go and destroy the Horcrux, but obviously they don't. Mm. Um, but I feel like when they stood on the top of the astronomy tower, I absolutely loved that bit with Forks in the background and how he's leaving and the Phoenix cry. And them stood looking at this locket. And then it's like, oh, R-A-B. And I just think they really left that. Mm. It's like, <clears throat> maybe because there was a gap in between when the films were released that people didn't think, mm, R-A-B, backstory. Mm. But they kind of left that backstory yeah. out. And to me, that was really integral about yeah. the undermining of Voldemort's plan to be immortal. Yeah. I think to some extent, like the whole, and I know they're later on in the book anyway, but like I feel like they really left it to the last minute in the film. Like, well, it, well that's why Deathly Hallows is mine. It's my next one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like 
I get that it's it, like I say, I get that it's later on in the book that the, the, the Horcrux appears, like the locket appears or whatever. But to some extent, it's a major plot point, so you wouldn't leave it it's to like the whole the last... downfall of Voldemort. It's the whole thing that the whole yeah, franchise yeah. has been building towards. Yeah, yeah, and you leave it to the last twenty minutes of Half Prince, and it's like, uh... <laughs> yeah, it's kind of side bit, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, they could have at least in, uh, introduced the concept of them earlier on, rather yeah. than and even they introduced like, them in this movie and then told you that Voldemort had a bunch and then they were like trying to destroy them and it was like... <laughs> yeah. Although the best bit, the best bit in The Half-Blood Prince is when Harry takes Felix Felicious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and stands next to Aragog's dead body going, don't forget the pincers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Slughorn, actually. <laughs> Yeah, I really like Slughorn. Love Slughorn. I the think... bit I always remember, I think I used to watch the beginning of this movie like on repeat somehow, because it was just on TV or something. Yeah, and it started so I... and then not finish it. <laughs> yeah, and so I always remember the Merlin's beard <laughs> and then he pops out of the chair. <laughs> and I, but I do think, as much as I love Slughorn mm. and like, I love I think it, I think his facial expressions make up for everything yeah, as well. Yeah. And I love mm. how he always calls Ron Weaselby. It just like... Oh... <laughs> uh, and what, yeah, what, yeah, whatever name he decides to call him. Which... Yeah, that was so funny. That Wallenby, isn't it? Wallenby, <laughs> yeah. Um, just absolutely makes me laugh. Um, but, like, I just think his little side, like, snidey little comments, like, yeah. oh, young love. <laughs> um, like, like, little things about Slughorn are just absolutely amazing. Yeah, I think, oh, what's the actual But name? I don't think... Jim Ball by them too. Yeah. I think he does a really good job. Yeah. I, just, like, I don't so think good. they bring his remorse into it as much, though. No. Like, the whole reason behind him not giving Harry the memories is because he knows that he triggered all of this, really, because mm. he gave him the information about Horcruxes or told him where he could go and get the mm. information about Horcruxes yeah. from. I mean, leave it out. This, this... But then, like, I, I also think that's the reason The Deathly Hallows is my least favourite like next least favorite mm. is because the Horcruxes. You miss out the whole backstory mm. of the Horcruxes in the book. There's chapters upon chapters of like <clears throat> it just seems like in the film while they're in this tent, Ron falls out with them and does one. Mm. Harry and Hermione share the most awkward dance ever, which makes me cringe. Um, <laughs> and then like it's just oh yeah, well we know about Horcruxes. We know what he's got. Mm. Whereas they learn from Dumbledore about Voldemort's past in the Half Blood Prince. Yeah. To then bring it forward, so they know that he was an orphan. They know that he collected these objects. And that's why they know where the cave is. Mm. Then they learn about Tom's like wizarding, like Tom Riddle's wizarding background, and how actually he is a half blood. Mm. And I don't think that is ever established in the film. No. Voldemort isn't a pure blood wizard. He's no. a half blood. Mm. Yeah. Um, and he was he was conceived under a love potion, which yeah. is like also something else. His mum was like a squib. So like, if we're looking at it from the blood purity point of view, like the Malfoys probably would. Voldemort isn't the person that you would go to as a leader. He's no. a half blood, and he's the son of a squib. Yeah, yeah, he might be really powerful, but and they leave all that out. And mm. I think like that's how you find out about the ring. That ring is the family ring. Yeah, that's why it's a Horcrux. Yeah. The, the reason the locket that is Slytherin's locket is in the cave is because that's where he tortured yeah. that's where he accidentally quotes, used <laughs> magic on the muggles that he was in the orphanage with yeah. 
this is where he collected the items that he was never allowed. Yeah. So I just think it... It makes out a whole, like, aspect. Yeah. The, cinem- the cinem- like, cinematography for the, Heart- for the Deathly Hallows is amazing. Oh, yeah. And I can watch it and watch it and watch it again. But I just think that, considering it's two movies, yeah. and it wraps up quite nicely, they leave out... They leave out a lot yeah. to do with that. It does just seem like the first film, you're literally just watching them on a dodgy camping trip. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like Ron's entire And then Bill and Fleur's wedding. Like, that was oh, totally just... It was five Harry's minutes. 17th meant to be, like, the day, it's the day before the wedding. They make up this big thing, and then you see how the Weasleys have treated Harry like a son, like Mrs. Weasley gives Harry her twin brother's watch and a watch is the most important thing for a wizard to get on his 17th birthday like the thing of him coming of age and they get ron a brand new one at that point it's like yes mrs weasel's accepted harry into the family by giving her the pruitt yeah watch but she's also made ron feel special which if you look back like he gets the hand-me-down robes he gets charlie's wand in the second one like he doesn't ever get anything of his own and to have that of his own and then to have Dumbledore leaving something in the will as yeah. well, you kind of see more of Ron's character then as well, yeah. which I think is just swept under the rug and he's used for com- like for swear for swearing and comedic yeah. effect. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll get this more than Emma will, but like I feel like in the later films, Ron becomes like Finn became in the later Star Wars films, where he was kind of mm-hmm. there in the trio, but he wasn't used properly. Like he yeah. wasn't like I, I know. Finn doesn't come from like actual source material in Star Wars, but <laughs> it's it's almost like he could have Finn could have been Ron could have been so much more if you'd have even just like taken five more minutes out of the boot like yeah and, like and put it in. the fact that like in the first one he has this massive like they always bring up about him playing wizard's chess yeah. no one has ever beaten McGonagall at wizard's chess yeah and and Ron <laughs> is an 11, 12 year old boy who yeah. beats. A professor yeah. at Wizard's Chess. This, this is, He's very strategic, and then and they miss out, and and I don't can't even think what for. It must be in Half Blood Prince when Ron becomes goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. They yeah. miss out the whole Weasley is our king song that the Slytherins <laughs> sing about him. Yeah, and I, I miss that as well. <laughs> On the uh, Wizard's Chess thing, I love how they they got rid of the thing that he beat McGonagall, but they included the. Possibly the worst scene in, t- in all of Harry Potter in the first movie. The uh, with with the giant was <laughs> he's going to sacrifice himself. <laughs> Don't. Oh, it's so what? Dramatic. What is it? He's going to sacrifice himself. <laughs> it's so no, Ron, you can't. <laughs> and then and then like, can't he just can't he just get off the horse? I don't understand why he can't just get off the horse. Off the horse, he's already taken play at the place of the knight. So if he makes a move, his chest piece is making a move. So I might be talking out my bum. It sounds right. wrong. Either way, he shouldn't have flown off backwards like that when he got stabbed yeah. in the neck. Was, he just exploded. <laughs> Physics does not work like that. <laughs> well, that scene is so funny though. It's oh. I love Emma Watson's hair in that film. It's just poof. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Evelyn's when I put a thousand flats in it one day. <laughs> I was about, well, how old was I? Like eight? Yeah, I, I was that. not old. Um, but either way, that kind of leads nicely onto the fact that my like sort of fifth ranking slash sixth is Sorcerer's Stone or Philosopher's Stone to the English audience. Um, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. mine. 
I don't, really? Okay. Really? It's, I don't know. See, Chamber is my next one. Okay. I, I really like Philosophy. Like, from this point onwards, it's not, I don't like this film. It's just... I was going to say, you can't not like that film. We've watched it so many times and we literally sit next to each other and say the whole movie script as we go. (laughs) Like, we we try to watch it with Emma's boyfriend and I'm pretty sure he was ready to, like, either die or... Evelyn's dad won't watch it with us anymore. No. (laughs) (laughs) It's got to the point where they're just like, we'll just let them watch it together on their own. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Quite all of it. And and it's like, it, it, it is the whole thing of, like, it was the first one you get really like brought into a magical world and all that lot and the rest of I've it. I've always been very critical of the films though, even from being small. Oh yeah. Being like we went <laughs> we went to the cinema to see it and I can remember I wasn't very well because I've got a temperature and I can remember sitting under my dad's coat at the cinema going to my dad, this isn't how it happens in the book. <laughs> <laughs> seeing magic on screen for the first oh, time yeah. that was amazing like what that i film, will never ever forget that i think what that film did for young uh, young adult like film just films in general was insane i know it's like the lower end of young adult in the sense that it's more like teens and nine to twelve but it's like it was i such a world to us yeah exactly into. like it was it was like the thing that everything from like twilight and all that lot like bounced <laughs> off was the fact that like everyone went mad for this book series that um, what the, the it did really wonders. got people reading. Yeah, like, exactly. People weren't reading. Yeah, yeah, it did. It did wonders, and um, that you know, full credit to to the author, unfortunately, for that. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. can, actually, can we make a clarification that we're not going to? Oh gosh, yeah, we're not we even try and bring her up. <laughs> yeah, God no. We we are in, in this podcast. We are completely disassociating the world from the author. <laughs> yeah, especially especially in light, she's been even worse recently. Um, oh, I know. I, I try not to because it just gets me upset. Yeah, <laughs> like it gets me angry more than upset. I've got yeah. a moment who's like, um, she, <laughs> they will not do and like link anything to Harry Potter. The most they'll do is buy clothes from Primark who still associate with Harry Potter because they are that unhappy with the whole. Yeah, they, they they don't want any of their money going towards <laughs> um, this woman. Um, because of the things that, that that she has said, which is very unfortunate, because they love the franchise, but it's been tainted so much for them by yeah. everything, and that is really unfortunate. And obviously, on this podcast, we do not stand for that behavior and that attitude, and we and everything else. <laughs> yeah, and we can, we just condemn it basically, like we don't agree with it. And actually, yeah. I saw a really interesting video recently about how um, the books. There's actually like hints to to kind of her sometimes. Yeah. Uh, controversial, let's say, um, like opinions on on a bunch of different things, like all the way yeah. through, kind of sprinkled subtly in into yeah, the, there's, the there's, writing. Uh, there's been theories floating about on the internet for a while that a lot of like there's like underpinning of anti-Semitic values and mm. things like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And to some, I like <laughs> to some extent, I like analysing books and things, but English literature A level, no, I don't do that anymore. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> it's too <laughs> <classic>. <laughs> It, there's like there's some things that I won't analyze, and if I know it's going to ruin my view of something, I'm not going to analyze it. And this is like one of those situations I think where, although I could read into it and go, oh, it means this, I know it will ruin everything for me, and I'm not. Mm. Which is why myself. I don't do it because yeah. it's been such an escape for me to read. Oh yeah, to read and reread and reread again yeah. and and watch. break many books. <laughs> yeah, break hair dryers because I've dropped the book in the bath <laughs> and things like that. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah. But like I say, anyway, the, the Philosopher's Stone was that like springboard for me. Like it was the one that it was I think it's like that got us into watching Narnia and yeah, everything yeah, yeah. like that. Red to you. Like Oh yeah. Yeah, like <laughs> I mean I love my pieces, but he can he was never good at reading books. Like he, he deliberately changed words in what my What was that one books. that was like the cows but a CIA agent? Cows like, in action. I used to love letting him read that to yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there are some <laughs> that he always got it wrong and then as soon as I so, got older. <laughs> my mum read me. The Philosopher's Stone, Chamber of Secrets. And she got halfway through Prisoner. Mm-hmm. She got halfway through Prisoner of Azkaban and then started working nights. And my dad, who is definitely dyslexic, in like the really, really, really dyslexic, struggles to read kind of way, um, started to read the books to me and kept calling Hermione Hermione. <laughs> <laughs> and at that point I was like, I'll read it myself. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so like it was such, it was, I, I am not discrediting this film in any way. I'm just saying that of the of the ones left now, that's your it's food. the, yeah, it's like the last one for me, but just because of everything else built off of that from have that we, point. Have we all counted Hallows as one or? Two, I've counted it. You've counted it as two, two right? yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like it was. It, I, like I say, it's not that I'm going. Oh, this is an awful film, bloody blah, blah, blah. I'm just saying, like you compared can, to the rest of yeah, them, yeah, that yeah. Is yeah. Compared, compared to like everything that came and the stuff that's in the rest of the one, like the rest of the film, it's like this one's kind of basic. It's like <laughs> it, it's like the 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 Starbucks caramel latte of Harry Potter. It's the yeah. <laughs> the basic the basic female dog. <laughs> I'm trying to be PG. Um, I will oh, say though. On my most recent rewatch, which was like uh, about a month ago, I ended. I think. Yeah. Um, I I noticed that all of these movies are good. Like I like all of them a lot. Yeah. Um, even like like we say, the Chamber of Secrets and the Half Blood Prince. Like even those movies this time round, I liked a lot more. Especially um, Order of the Phoenix and Half Blood Prince, which traditionally I haven't liked as much. No. This time, I actually really came to appreciate them a bit more. So I guess. I Maybe the more was... mature ones have, have just worked better for me now I'm older, because it's been a few years since I watched them. Yeah. I think growing up with the films, I was probably about 11 when the first, so I grew up with... The cast. I'm a similar well. age to the cast. Yeah, I'm a similar yeah. age. I was a similar age to Harry when he got his Hogwarts letter and all that kind of business. So I think I probably related to them all as they come as they came out more yeah. than obviously you will have done, and yeah, I forced yeah. you to watch them when you were little. <laughs> um... <laughs> It took us so long to get to Chamber of Secrets. Like, genuinely, it took we get to a good Basilisk. four years. No, 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 it was Dobby. I wasn't afraid yeah, of the you Basilisk. You were scared of Dobby. I was scared of Do- <laughs> Dobby. Was like, some like, evil alien thing. And I was like, no, don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Little did I know I would fall in love with Dobby, as the rest of the world did. Um, but <laughs> it took us a solid yeah, like, four years Dobby. to watch that one. <laughs> yeah. um, that was painful, I think, for, for my entire but family. I think- <laughs> I think the thing Harry Potter did for us as well is like my family, we all watched, we were all not into Harry Potter, no. but we all watched Harry Potter. Yeah. Nanny read the books. Yeah. When, as they came out, like yeah. I would finish it, hand it off to Nanny, and she would, yeah, then yeah, we yeah. would watch the film as soon as they came out on DVD. Yeah. So it's always been something we've always all sat together and watched. It's something really good for bonding, I think. And like Emma kind of just touched on, it's a franchise where like you can grow up with it so like you just said you didn't appreciate some of them before and then you've recently watched them and gone hey they're pretty good actually and like i said earlier about 
I used to idolise Albus Dumbledore when I was younger. I used to think he was the bee's knees. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I used to so cool. And now looking back on it in my late 20s, oh, <laughs> in my late 20s looking back on it, I just think he's a tool. Yeah. I just think he... I just think, oh, he was so manipulative. Yeah. Was... And, like, looking back, I see that. And then I also think I have more of an appreciation for, like, the Malfoys. Yeah. Like, the elder Malfoys. Oh, yeah. And their standing point. Because, yeah, I get that... I get that, obviously, the pure blood nonsense is ridiculous. Yeah. But you can also see from the point that Lucius was groomed at school by Tom Riddle. Yeah. To become what he became. And then they had Draco. The Dark Lord came back and... They did Whoops, the same thing again. He found himself back in, back under the pressure to be who he was yeah. and to ensure that all of these bad things were done in order to keep his wife and his only child alive. Hmm. And I never really thought about that until I was older. No. Yeah, I always felt sorry for him, like in the later movies, because he's like oh, so no, uncomfortable and under pressure all the, the time. The only thing I always say to Evelyn when we watch. The Half-Blood Princess. Yeah. Draco looks so poorly. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it is... F- I, I mean, for the last three films, it is full credit to Tom Felton on that because, like... What? What a performance. Genuinely, like, if I... If... for sort of, You know, we'll probably get onto this next week, you know, sort of print for next week. But if Harry Potter would ever get nominated for acting awards, <laughs> which, it, which it never really did, Tom Felton should have been, like, up there as a nominee for Best Supporting Actor easily yeah i don't think the past three i don't think it would have been nominated because none of the main cast are particularly good actors or weren't at the time Um, yeah which i don't think is controversial to say because like they were children they were playing around on set in the first few films and it's like like, you can tell (laughs) you could tell emma was the one who who had like the acting knowledge out of the three of them like trio um yeah and but that but like like acting credits to to oh, many of the cast. Oh gosh, yeah. Helena Bonham Carter was incredible. Bellatrix Lestrange yeah. is the craziest woman. Oh, amazing. <laughs> she Holy. portrays her amazing. Yeah. But on that point, to full shot, like to completely counteract <laughs> Bellatrix's absolute nuttiness, mm. Julie Walters. As oh, Molly Weasley love it. is one of my favourite yeah. things. The queen. The queen. <laughs> the queen. Honestly, I mean I, I me and Emma watched the the twentieth anniversary thing the the, the big non fiction um, yeah. documentary thing that was on now TV. Um, I my eyes out all the way through <laughs> both times. <laughs> and also was very disappointed that they managed to get James and Oliver Phelps mixed <gasps> up on the screen. <laughs> his own thing because they got that wrong they also used a picture of emma roberts instead of emma watson as a child <laughs> yeah like you've got an actress mixed up with someone else completely that uh, that's entirely oh. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly like you're making about one of the biggest franchises in the world and then you you mess up that Helena Bonham Carter has kept her bellatrix or strange teeth in a little <laughs> ziplock bag it is just yeah but either way when we were watching that it was like um so many of them no, but it, oh, that was it. I can't remember which of them said it. I think it might have been Daniel Radcliffe. They said, when you think about it, though, you know, however many kids were on that set, they were acting with some of the cream of the crop of British acting from such a young age, like Gary Oldman, Helena Bonham Carter, Julie Walters, Jim Broadbent, um, 
But like you think about how many like incredible British actors like are in this Robbie franchise. Coltrane. Robbie Coltrane. You, you could just the the list is endless, Fully. isn't it? Really? And <laughs> it's it's amazing how even in that film they are you know whatever they are in their own right, and they still get overshadowed by the kids in that film <laughs> at times. Like yeah, mm. like don't get me wrong, I love Alan Rickman and he's phenomenal in Harry Potter. But in 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 Half Blood Prince, in my head at least, <laughs> like my own opinion. He gets overshadowed by Tom Felton in like yeah, Draco's, but that's because they don't play up the half, the well, actual yeah. half blood prince well, bit of the prince. Yeah, just another really on that one. But it, it's like I know Tom, I know I know Draco Malfoy isn't like an essential part of the half blood prince storyline in the book, at least. Like he's there, but it's not as important as like other things. Like yeah, the half blood no, prince, you forget it is. Oh, yes. you forget it is. Yeah, because yeah, about the half blood prince as a film compared to the book yeah, yeah yeah is you completely miss out draco letting yes you see in the in the film he lets death eaters into hogwarts there's a full-on battle bill oh, weasley yeah. gets turned nearly turned into a werewolf yeah well, the da do proper battle neville takes felix felicious jenny takes felix felicious luna they all go and fight death eaters yeah, yeah. the order of phoenix comes to hogwarts the twins come back they fight yeah that's just totally missing they leave all the fights until the last film and it's <laughs> It's How do they think they get that good at dueling? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They replace that fight with like Harry chasing them across the field. Uh, <laughs> yeah, very true. They're yeah. very, very true. You just the what? only bit you get is Bellatrix destroying the Great Hall. Mm. That is literally it. Which Helena Bottom Carter does an incredible job. <laughs> manic laugh is just it's insane. I mean, just her entire portrayal. It gives Bellatrix. me shivers any time we watch it. Yeah. I mean, when when I pictured Bellatrix, I didn't picture Helena Bonham Carter, obviously. <laughs> but, but as soon as she appears on screen, when like, you don't know who when she's licking the dark mark yeah, on her yeah, arm yeah, as yeah. the <laughs> Azkaban, yeah. you just think, that's her. She's, <laughs> she's the nutcase. She is insane. Like, it, she does such a good job of playing someone completely insane. <laughs> Which isn't actually that easy of a thing to do as some recent films have shown. Um... But just yeah, full credit to to her in that film. Um, and we we've, we've gotten a very off topic. But... Yeah, I mean, before we before we move on too far, I wanted to add a couple of notes about some of the movies we've already brought up. Yeah. Um, one of them is this time around. I noticed the mild ableism in the first one with um, Quirrell pretending to have a stutter and stuff, and like yeah, yeah. who would yeah who would think mm. poor. Stuttering Professor Quirrell. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like that's. I don't why that's not really appropriate to be honest. I mean, I know it's Voldemort <laughs> doing it, kind of. So. Just love it. Just love it. Yeah. I don't think it's appropriate having the dark. Someone's head either. <laughs> I know what you mean. Well, <laughs> no, but yeah, it's like it, you know, he does it to try and make himself seem, you know, kind of weak and innocent or whatever. And yeah, it's and like, not, yeah, yeah. completely not a threat at all. Mm. No, I yeah. get what you're saying yeah. And then also, I didn't know that, um, especially in the earlier movies, they go so hard on making you think Snape is like this big villain, which, and I know you're supposed to like. Until the rest of the source material was out, mm. Alan Rickman was the only one who knew about Snape's redemption. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that. Everyone else didn't know what was going to happen. There we go, a bit of inside knowledge for everyone. Yeah. Um, but I just think that they could have. Um... I think to some extent they make it cringy. Yeah, they could have made it more subtle. They, they were like, it's Snape. It's Snape. Yeah, 
it's like, honestly though, how does he get away with teaching children? He batters them around the back of their head. <laughs> yeah, only his one child. Yeah, or, or <laughs> optimizes one whole house. Well, well, yeah, and also you could argue there's, I mean, there's. A- like safeguarding issue with Harry because he knew the parents and was friends with them and is then choosing to purposely like effectively emotionally abuse this child. Well, exactly. <laughs> child abuse. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we won't get into the real life issues with Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> There's far too many. <laughs> but I'm going back to Sorcerer's uh, I keep on this Sorcerer's Stone. I've, I've been listening to it too many American TV. No, don't <laughs> ah, pay for <laughs> Philosopher's Stone. Um it is, there is one like overarching story in in that entire film that I love, and that's the fact that they solidify Hermione as being the only smart one in that in that trio. Like in that film, it it is definitely you can see at least when you get older, you can go, yeah, without Hermione, Ron and Harry died. I think, a lot. Yeah. I, think <laughs> I think at some point, I might be really imagining this, but I think at some point. Someone actually acknowledges, other than Sirius, when he calls the brightest witch of our age, mm. I genuinely, and Lupin, obviously, I genuinely think <laughs> some a member of the Weasley household acknowledges the fact that the through, that Harry and Ron would have been dead multiple times over if it wasn't for Hermione. Oh, yeah. Harry is, I mean, everyone always talks about Ron being useless, but Harry is also pretty useless. Harry is predictable. <laughs> yeah, but also, like, Harry... As a character, has literally been thrown into the wizarding world. I, I genuinely, we were. I don't know if it was me and you were on about this the other day, mm. but it's like I think in the books or in like previous knowledge that has been released about the wizarding world, when a magical child is born, their name appears on a book in the Ministry of Magic and in Hogwarts. Yeah. And at that point, then they know who to send the letter to on their eleventh yeah. birthday. Yeah, yeah. Why is there not a primary school? <laughs> where do they learn to read and write <laughs> where do wizarding children well we know that the Weasleys were homeschooled the Malfoys had a tutor that kind of thing yeah, yeah. but why do where do they learn the basic thing where do they learn it <laughs> where do they learn to actually be functioning humans? and how do you expect a muggle born <laughs> student to be thrown in first day of school to go and see a tiny little teacher teach you how to float a feather around yeah, yeah. a room and deal with ghosts walking about a castle. How many people have <laughs> fainted, yeah. keeled over, been sick? Yeah. I think I'd have died. Don't follow, like, the amount of panic attacks you would have, or, like, Peter would <laughs> There the must be day. seriously traumatised children at Hogwarts. What, what about people with vertigo trying to, trying to just walk around the castle with the stairs as well? Oh, me. Oh, me. Gosh. It's a general clumsy person. <laughs> I've enough trouble navigating our own six-form stairs <laughs> on a daily basis. <laughs> Let alone stairs that have steps that disappear, move. that move. You'd have probably someday just fallen off the end. Can I just say one of my biggest bugbears about the transition of book to film mm. is the missing, the complete, utter disregard to the fact that Peeves the Poltergeist is a character. Oh, yes. <laughs> he doesn't exist in films, and it's such a missed opportunity. Wasn't he in a deleted scene? No, they were going to make a they scene. They cast then. him. Who, who was it they cast? A big comedian. Keep talking, I'll find out. They cast, <laughs> they cast him and he did a screen test and then they just completely wiped him out of, of um, any of the filming. <laughs> but like, Peeves helps get back at Umbridge with the twins and like, the twins and Peeves' relationship is amazing. And yeah. All the other ghosts are really boring because especially if they like, they don't include like the Headless Hunt stuff. 
Rick. Oh, oh, oh Rick Mail, that's who they were going to yeah. cast. Yeah. yeah. Nick's um, birthday party. Death, Death Day, Day party. party. Yeah. yeah. There was just, there's so many scenes that they miss out. And then you get to like the Horcrux stuff, and then there's ghosts everywhere that have like really important plot points. And you're like, oh, okay, didn't really yeah, know you existed. No one even knew that the Grey Lady, if you don't read the books, no one even knew that the Tower of Ravenclaw had a ghost. <laughs> Yeah. Let alone that it was Helena Ra- Helena Ravenclaw. Yeah. Like... Well, I had a I had what sorry, I had one more little thing I just noticed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, you're fine. Uh, in the Chamber of Secrets this time around I noticed that the Cornish Pixies have a Cornish accent and it's just so <laughs> I've never noticed that before. <laughs> yeah. <You> know that? <laughs> yeah. Poor <Yeah>. Neville. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. I'm gonna have to go back now tonight <laughs> and watch that. It, I like. Oh, no, I don't like that film. <laughs> I don't like Lockhart. Like, just plain. I know you're not meant to, but like, I really despise him. And like, I'm not even really a fan of <laughs> Kenneth Branagh's acting of Lockhart. <laughs> I love the little laugh he does where, where he like laughs to himself because he's so funny. Like, <laughs> who is it a portrait of magical me? It's so. So <laughs> and it's just like what a better way to spend your afternoon than sitting yeah. in my office signing autographs. Like there was better ways to act it. But then, like, there's so much. I think Lockhart gets so much screen time compared to the other Defense Against the Dark Arts oh, yeah. teacher. Where is Remus Lupin in any of the films? Oh yeah, true. <laughs> I love Remus Lupin. Oh. Remus Lupin was the best teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the book, you actually virtually get his lesson plans. Like you actually go yeah. through the lessons with him. Yeah, yeah. He was a fantastic. Oh yeah, actually, that's a that's a good point about the 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 final movie then, because like we're supposed to feel sorry for some of these characters having died, but we barely know some of them, like like Tonks as well. Oh, oh, don't. Well, it's like Teddy is completely. Yeah, where is Teddy Lupin? Doesn't exist. Yeah, another one, but doesn't. Oh exist. yeah, true. I think that was meant to like wrap it up, as in like Harry is the orphan from the first Wizarding War. And, he's and then the Teddy is the author from the coin. second. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which would have made sense if it was like 11 years later, not 19 years later as an epilogue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. Is there a thing like, at least from the side of Dumbledore's army, t- Remus and Tonks are like a like solid foundation. Like like Arthur and Molly are. Like they are... Tonks fought so hard oh, for that yeah. relationship with Remus. And it's just not regarded. And I, I get it, like, oh, they're side characters of the trio, or whatever the argument would be for it. But it's like, <laughs> to some degree, <laughs> before Harry knew about Sirius properly, Remus became like a father to him. And it's just kind of, it's not there. <laughs> if we're going to talk father figure, father figure that is swept under the mat all the time, Hagrid. Oh, yeah. Hagrid does not get... The recognition he deserves as being a father figure to Harry. Oh, he's like the best character of all, one of. Love him. So good. <laughs> it's a shame. Uh, and we and I know we're going to probably saying this throughout this entire episode, but it is a shame that so many of the characters get ignored for like the trio or just get completely disregarded because they're not as important. And it's like, it's, in the nicest way possible, this universe is founded on those characters, regardless of like how small they are in comparison to Harry Potter. They are <laughs> the only the characters. only amazing thing that I think has come from the films mm. is the fact that I don't even think Seamus Finnegan blows anything up in the in the books. <laughs> 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 Things throughout. Yes, 
We're going to blow it up, Professor. Yes. Blow it up as in boom. Yes, Finnegan. Go for it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's just, it's an odd, it's odd. And I I agree with what I've seen recently online that people have said they kind of need to remake them or they shouldn't have done them the way they did. They should have made them as like a Netflix series. I know Netflix wasn't a thing. I think we we need a series. Because they're like, if not, can someone please write a Marauders one? Because I would happily watch one. Yeah, or <laughs> Founders series. Oh, yes, Will. Or <laughs> Neville, Ginny, and Luna at Hogwarts while the trio are in a tent. Yeah. <laughs> like, there is so much that goes on at Hogwarts that is just. Like, they walk, on. when they walk in through the, through the passage through yeah, Aberforth's yeah. pub. Yeah. Neville's got a black eye. Yeah. <laughs> All the Gryffindors are absolutely battered and living in the room requirements. And Ginny Weasley has been fighting other <laughs> other P students who have been made to do the Cruciatus curse yeah, on people. Like, yeah, that was that, that could have been really cool. Like with the um, the Carrows, they never really did anything with them. No, they were literally just walking down the stairs when Harry snuck in yeah. and held Ginny's hand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's just like they should make it a series. I know Netflix wasn't about us all when the when they were first made, and I I'm fine with the like the films being a thing but with <laughs> with there being so much they missed out or so much they could have included they need to do some form of follow-up series don't get me wrong fantastic beast is going okay it's progressively getting worse in my own opinion but <laughs> but it's a, like it's a thing it's whatever yeah. but like there should be some form of recognition of the things they missed out or the things that they should have done better that just aren't included like like Emma says, you could get like an entire Neville Ginny Luna thing of what's going on at, her, at and like, like we all see Luna as being like this ditzy little friend that they all just keep around and like they don't I think the biggest thing for me is missing like when they go to visit Luna's dad mm. <clears throat> when they go to ask him about the Deathly Hallows they, they realise Luna is missing her bedroom and on the ceiling is painted a picture of her, Hermione, Ron, Neville, yeah. Ginny, and all around it is the word in thousands upon thousands of time, best friends. And I just think, yeah, yeah like that's <laughs> Luna's place in that little friendship group. Yeah. Like she's not just this odd little character that is suddenly introduced that doesn't wear shoes. Yeah. And wears radishes in their ears. Yeah, but that is a true thing. They're not radishes, they're dirigible plums. (laughs) (laughs) She's just looking for her experts. All the time. (laughs) No, it's one of those things where it's like, she could have been more (laughs) than she was made out to be in the film. And like, that is a recurring theme for a lot of the side characters. And then it's irritating because you have to call them side characters because they're not included enough. But in actual fact, they're main characters. <laughs> I would pretty much say every person that you see on screen that is mentioned by name has got a pretty major like plot point at some point. Yeah. Like even Mundungus Fletcher. Yeah. He's a name, but that's like big. <laughs> yeah, he he like he causes the death of Moody. Yeah. Yeah, they they don't really talk about that much to the uh, all all I hear all I when you say Mundungus, all I hear is Moody saying Mundungus, and then that's like. <laughs> That's about his character in the movie. He steals the locket, the actual Horcrux, from from Grimmauld Place because you miss all that out in the Order of Feed. You miss them all cleaning the Order headquarters. 
to bottom. Yeah. And having to deal with a boggart, having to deal with, like, infestations of doxies and things like that. Yeah, you miss you miss the twins winding the others up about everything. To some extent, they didn't even need to do, like, a fully scripted scene for that stuff. They could have literally just, like, done, like, a montage type of scene where they showed it all happening. And it, 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 yeah, because they literally put all of this cursed silver into, like, bin bags, if, if what I'm remembering is right. Yeah. And Mundungus is like, oh, I'll take that. Yeah. And that's a major plot point, and like that's all they needed to they need to like. Isn't there a thing with um, what is it? What's it called? Is it like a, a phantom or something? Like the the thing that just like lies in Ron's bed or whatever. Oh, there is something about that. Yeah. Oh, oh, there's a ghoul. So a ghoul, in, the Weasley, yeah. in the Weasley's attic is a ghoul that they charm to look like Ron when he's. Ron <laughs> with dragon pox when he's yeah. on the hunt for the Hogwarts. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. What his reason of the reason why the Weasleys can't send him back to Hogwarts, but like whenever Harry stays, the ghoul keeps them up because it bangs on the pipes in the attic. <laughs> and like, yeah. Mum as a portrait, she's meant to be screaming, "Filthy mudbloods!" Like half breeds in my house. Yeah, like yeah. she's oh, yeah. a portrait that they can't get to shut up. Yeah, and I think you hear a noise once. It might even be in a cutscene. Yeah, I don't, I can't remember it. But... Yeah. <laughs> anyway, shall we? On with the ranking. <laughs> rank the next one. Uh, da, 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 da. Mine is still Hallows. If we're going, because like, because like, which one are we on now? Like seven, four, six, maybe. Oh no, four. four. Oh no, yeah, no. I have got a different one. Four. Okay. It was Chamberlain. My four is Prisoner of Azkaban. Oh, I, well, okay. actually, my five is Prisoner of Azkaban. I'm still one behind, but hey ho, we've talked, <laughs> we've done a little bit of talking about that one. Um, but yeah, it's it's again, it's not that it's bad. It's just there are other ones that I would rank above it purely for like source material or like content that happens in the film or like impactful moments that I remember like vividly and can't get out of my head. Like it's uh, like don't get me wrong, Prisoner of Azkaban. You get the introduction of Sirius, which is amazing. Um, you get Remus Lupin. You get Werewolf. Getting introduced, you get Harry, you get Dementors, there's a lot that gets introduced, and it starts getting darker from that point, so it's impactful. The Marauders, Mm. does he? Oh, yeah, I never even thought about that. How Mm. much gets introduced? Mm -hmm. There's a lot that gets introduced in it, and and like I say, it's not that it gets bad, it's not that it's bad, it's just because, like, from this point, (laughs) hmm, explicit word, shit hits the fan, (laughs) yeah, Um, yeah, true. From like this point onwards, like, you've got. So, uh, Philosopher's Stone and Chamber of Secrets, which is like, oh, this is magic this and it's is a where bit it creepy. Starts. Yeah, this is where <laughs> you start. Like, you <laughs> Philosopher's Stone and Chamber of Secrets are like nine to twelve. From three onwards, you're like early teens up. <laughs> this In... is where the cinematography starts to get dark. Yeah, pretty much. Like yeah. this is where the, this is where the title screen. This is where black. it goes grey. <laughs> <laughs> this is where they put. This is where they put the Zack Snyder filter over everything. <laughs> That's actually something I didn't notice. Like, put a post What, that they get darker? Yeah, the time. title screens get darker. I was like, oh, <gasps> the whole cinematography gets yeah, darker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If someone did... If they did it so nice. I think someone did, it on, <laughs> someone did it on Tumblr and they'd, like, shot every single frame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then put it all together and you can just see how it slowly gets darker. darker. Which is a really, like, cool and well-thought-out bit of cinematography. That they Well, filmmaking, not just cinematography. Apart from if you're trying to watch it on a sunny day. <sighs> <laughs> in the living room and the sun was just on it and we were like well <laughs> it's just voices at this point. we know what the films are like, we know it's just happens. a podcast <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which you're listening to now 
Right, I mean, right, you, you say it's well thought out, but there was one thing that, they, that really wasn't, and that is the time turners, I think, or the introduction Ooh. of them, at least. I think okay. the, the way they work in the story works, mm-hmm. but the, the fact that they never come up again, and then I know in the books, like, oh, see, uh, the yeah, shelf the of them gets destroyed. Yeah, yeah, in the books, McGonagall's time turner is the only one left yeah. that Hermione obviously gives her back at the end of The Prisoner of Azkaban, mm. because they smash it. I mean, that is why my next one down is the Order of the Phoenix. Ah, okay. Because they missed out so much of the Department of Mysteries. Yeah. Ron gets attacked by giant brains. It's just totally missed out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And like Hermione almost dies. Yeah. Dolhov attacks her with a curse that literally virtually slices her from the middle. Yeah. It takes her weeks and weeks and weeks of recovery to get through that. Yeah. I think Order of the Phoenix is my next one as well, actually, yeah. Okay. I disagree. Um, I had a I had a note about the best part of Order of the Phoenix though, and the worst, technically, at the same time. Cool. Um which is obviously Dolores Umbridge. <gasps> uh, I'm not gonna lie. Most hated character as in more than Voldemort. Oh yeah, fully. Like Voldemort. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Voldemort's an angry child. Dolores Umbridge is evil. <laughs> this is like this is where her mind grown. Yeah. Like when she and Ron when he gives when he gives the Inquisitorial Squad, squad the puking pastels. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, that's missed. Yeah. I mean, he says it. He says as they're running across the thing, and Hermione goes, breaking the Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, I see, I can't agree with either of you on it, because all of the Phoenix tire for me. Um, but, like, no, I, I get where you're both coming from. I it's think, just... like, the formation, like, they briefly touch on, like, Lord of the Phoenix was the thing in the first one to the Mm. Like, here's a photo of them all. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got Neville's dad wearing a cardigan that's going to come back in. <laughs> I guess the thing is, like, it comes back to that idea of if it was a series, better. Well, then again, if we are, this is one of my major bugbears. Mm. How old are all of those people in the photo? Yeah. They are definitely older than 21. Yeah. All of them. Like, Frank oh, and I yeah. are a few years older than 21. Yeah. The Potters, 21. We won't, we won't get into the Potters because that's an entire thing in Sorcerer's Stone that irritates me is the fact that they look like 40-year-old middle... Well, they are middle-aged in that and you're like, mm, they weren't. <laughs> they were meant to be 20. Literally. like They're not meant to be as old as they are in... I, I get... I don't, and I, I genuinely think the series doesn't seem as old. I mean, Remus is meant to seem old because his condition of being yeah, yeah, yeah. a werewolf is meant to make him seem old. But the only reason Sirius doesn't seem old because of Gary Oldman's <laughs> velvet <laughs> smoking jackets. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just general coolness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, I guess that's credit to Gary Oldman, the fact that he can act younger than he is. Yeah. Like, not just, like, mentality-wise, but, like, on screen, you could be like, ah, oh, okay, Sirius Black's, like, 30s now, maybe, like, coming up to his 40s, when in actual fact, Gary Oldman was, like, nearly 50. You're <laughs> So, Prisoner of Azkaban, <laughs> Animag- Animagus. Well, yeah, exactly. Like, you've got a lot of stuff happening in that film. I'd like um, to point out, just, um, I, I forgot to say on the Time Turner stuff, mm-hmm. I, I love how when Ron and Hermione return to the, the ward with Ron uh, after they've used a Time Turner, they, they literally just start gaslighting him. <laughs> just, <laughs> they just stand there, like, no, what, what are you talking about? You're crazy. <laughs> Don't be so silly. Oh, it's like, to some degree, I think at that point it's like Hermione doesn't give Ron enough credit to try to like think he can understand it. I know they're not meant to talk about it, but like 
I'm pretty sure they do tell him what's going on in the book. <laughs> yeah, that's what I think. Hermione punching Draco is the best thing. One of the best cinematic moments of all time. Yes. <laughs> um, what, what did you say? You foul, loathsome... Evil little cockroach! Why? <laughs> <laughs> no! No. He's <laughs> not worth it! Boom! <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, um, to be fair, this is where everyone is allowed to choose their own... Like, all of the cast had an input yeah. in choosing their own this is where the wands changed yeah. this is where Hermione finally gets a vine wood wand so obviously it's not noticeable like it isn't brought up because it's not a thing no. but Alfonso Car- uh, is it Caran? I can't say his last name properly yeah, yeah, yeah. very well he literally gave everyone like more of an insight into the characters and my favourite thing about like backstage of like inside information about the Prisoner of Azkaban is he gave Dan, Emma, and Rupert, an essay to write yeah. on their characters. So good. Emma turned in 10 double sided pages of A4. Dan turned in two, and Rupert didn't write any. And when it was all up, <laughs> Rupert said, Well, Ron wouldn't have done it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most Ron thing I've ever said ever. Like, and like, they were allowed to uh, choose their own like clothes. This is why they all start wearing hoodies, but you would think that someone would get. Harry Potter a different shirt as it's literally the same shirt in every single movie poster from now on. (laughs) (laughs) We will get into the styling for one of them. Well, I do think, I think, and I mean, this is why I'm going to have to jump and say Prisoner is my favourite. Really? Okay. But I think it's because this is where the characters become characters. Yeah, they're their own people. Yeah. And like... There's just yeah, you get the backstory about Sirius being he's how he is from then and still today Harry Potter's godfather. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like there's just so much about the Prisoner of Azkaban that makes it my favourite. Yeah. To be honest, it, it, it like a lot of these now are kind of at the same rank. Yeah, I I really do the rank next one like probably. i can't really separate them like my top five i can't really separate they are they've all got the, there is an order i'm not i'm not copying out of the ranking by saying like you know like they're all the same and i can't choose apart from them but there are reasoning there's like reasonings that i have for each of them being where they are but they're all very much in the same bit for me which is hard to describe i hope i did a good job of describing that um, no, yeah. I, I get yeah, I, I, yeah, I kind yeah. of agree as well. I think I don't know if it's because this is where we start seeing the different director for every film that I think was a really good choice. It was. I don't mm. think a lot of people will agree with me, but from someone who doesn't actually like is not very knowledgeable about films, mm. I loved, I loved the different spin that every director brought to. Yeah. I just do think I re- I do wish they'd. Have Back to do the last two. Yeah, I think it had been a nice round off. Mm. And it's not like Chris Columbus did a bad job with the first two. It's just they there didn't... wasn't a lot of material, and like no. obviously, as more source material was released, a lot more background material was released. You've had like you had the side books like Quidditch through the ages. You had Fantastic Beasts. Mm. You had the input of like Pottermore, mm. and and this is where the fans started fleshing out. Yeah. The world as well. Yeah. And where yeah. JK started uh, tweeting random things like, <laughs> Who says Hermione isn't black? You oh. do. <laughs> you did in the book. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, but as you've all you both said your number four, better get on with mine. <laughs> which is Deathly Hallows. Um Wait, which one? Deathly Hallows part one part is my one. number four. Okay. Um Yeah, how do I explain it? I don't like how slow it is. That is like this is why I think things get missed because it's such a slow build mm. to the battle yeah, yeah, because yeah the battle doesn't the whole second movie no it doesn't like there was a lot i mean granted they do fit a lot in yeah and yeah it's good, like it needed to be two parts and it was the thing that then kicks off every single franchise ever having a two-part ending like mockingjay part one part two was it needed mm. i don't know because i don't think i ever finished the franchise <laughs> <laughs> no i didn't know yeah, i love the books yeah yeah books. um but it's like I liked real. I liked parts of it, and I liked, I liked the fact that it was camping in the woods. I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't get why it was Harry Potter, but I liked the fact that it was like. I loved Harry and Hermione's awkward dance. It makes me cringe that much. I could be sick sometimes <laughs> when I watch it. But it's <laughs> but like I loved it when me and Emma watched through it the other month, or like two months ago, maybe yeah. three months. Like when we watched Deathly Hallows Part One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We take the riff out. Well, yeah, we have the the amount of in in like inside joke film that we have is insane. But it's also like I watched it and was like, oh, I forgot, I forgot that happened. Oh, I forgot that happened. Yeah. Oh, that happened. I don't know if that's because whenever I go to watch them, I watch from one onwards. Forward. Yeah, yeah. So that I never really quite get to Deathly Hallows <laughs> because I know that I don't enjoy the film as much because it is such a slow build. Yeah. When I know. I can probably read the book in a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I did um, when it came oh, out. <laughs> but I, like, I read it straight, back to back, then back to back again, about yeah. four times. It's not even the longest book, though, is it? Half of the Order of the Phoenixes. Oh, Order, no, you're right, yeah. Order of the Phoenix. So it's like, I get why it was two parts, because there was a lot that happened in it, but the way they film, like, the way they film made it, uh, they made the film, made it seem... I don't, I don't know. They, it seems bitty. Yeah. It doesn't quite flow for me. No, it doesn't. And, and and the only reason it's as high as it is is because I'm like, this is the film where I remember, like, well, it's got it's got Dobby in it, okay? Like, it's got that scene from with Dobby in, and mm. that is, like, ingrained in my brain. Regardless of the fact that it's sad or not, it is such an emotive scene. Helena Bonham Carter torturing Hermione. Yeah, Helena Bonham Carter. Draco's oh. face during that scene yeah. is... Tom Felton's acting in that scene is amazing. I was going to say that the, the, the Malfoy Manor stuff is really good. Exactly. Like, there's so much stuff in so it. So much so that it is only just recently that I have only just realised that Bellatrix carving mud blood into Hermione's arm does not happen in the book. <laughs> Doesn't happen in the book. But oh, I have wow, put yeah. it there. I've put it there now. That's yeah, where it yeah. lives. It's, I don't know. There's so many th- scenes like that, like hidden gem scenes that are in that film, that you go, "Oh gosh, I remember that." Just, that is impactful. Of some like sad or whatever, it's impactful, and it's just a shame that it is in such a slow-paced movie. It is weird. I always do get mixed up with some scenes between the two parts, like the, yeah. the dragon scene at Gringotts. I thought was in the part one. It's not. Yeah, and me until we rewatched them the other month. I genuinely thought Hermione pretending to be Bellatrix was. Yeah. In the first one. There's, yeah. There's scenes like that, and it's like a thing with both of them. 
where you're like, oh, okay, that happens in that one. And I think the only slow paced is so they can go, that's how you tell the difference between the two folks. The first one's really, really, really slow and is camping in the woods with friends. The second one... Starving. <laughs> <laughs> the second one is big fighting. But like, like that, like, even the camping isn't made to seem that bad because like no. in the books it's like, Ron's like, mum can just magic food from anywhere. Yeah. And Hermione's like, Ron, this is not how magic works. Mm. Your mum has already got the food in the pantry. This yeah. is why she can magic dinner to the table and I can't. <laughs> I'm going to have to live off mushroom soup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like... The, the thing that irritates me about Deathly Hallows, and, I, and, I, and now I'm talking about it, I wish I'd put Prisoner of Azkaban above Deathly Hallows 1, but hey-ho, <laughs> we're down this road now, so we're going to live with it. Um, the other thing that irritates me about it, and it's kind of, it's going kind of back to the very beginning of this podcast when you two were talking about it, is the Horcrux thing with Ron. Like <laughs> they, they make it subtle that like Ron's being affected by wearing the locket, but they don't... But because they haven't got good parts of Ron in the rest of the films, yeah. you only get him moody yeah i've been there that yeah. is literally his character trait like two films yeah yeah yeah. and then he's like for most of that film apart from the scene where he's where Hermione's like just take the locket off it's the locket you don't really get any of the facts that like it's the, the whole lock- book is affecting like, them the, yeah and all you think is oh he's a bit annoyed that harry and hermione are close friends like yeah you don't get that it is driven by his internal jealousy because the horcrux is feeding exactly. on the fact that he always feels he always feels like exactly. he gets hand-me-downs. He always feels like the best to Harry. Yeah. Like, and that's completely missed out. And it really, really bugs me. Because I'm like, all you've done is make this seem like a teenage rom-com. And it really, like, they, teenage rom-coms irritate me as a franchise anyway. But that's an entire <laughs> another rant. Uh, <laughs> but, like, it bugs me in this because I'm like, that isn't why why Ron is, like, in a mood. Ron isn't in a mood because he's look like he's missing Lavender or because he wants to be with Hermione and Harry's closer. Like it's none of that. <laughs> in actual fact, Ron couldn't give one that Harry's close with Hermione. Like it's so it's always, yeah, it always it's always like playing on his mind, but he knows that nothing's going on. He's missing his family, sure, but he knows that it's important. But the fact that the Horcrux mission gets pushed to the side <laughs> is is just secondary to the fact that the Horcrux is feeding on his emotions. Yeah. I feel like in the in the films, Ron has two moods. He's either one one or she needs to get her priorities straight. Those yeah. are the two. One yeah. one. One one. Yeah. But those yeah. are like the two moods that he has. He's either like like infatuated with something or in a mood. Yeah. Like he doesn't have a range of emotions. It's it is emotional <laughs> range. Teaspoon. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite things. Um. I've, I actually use that on a regular basis too. Well, I actually don't like that scene though because they all laugh hysterically afterwards and I'm like, it wasn't that funny. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I always watch it and go, I think we that laughed, was improv. I think we laughed so much because we've watched it that many times yeah, and yeah, we think yeah, it's yeah, funny yeah. now. It's, it's almost like an in-joke in itself. Like it's, it's, me. it's funny as a meta joke about Ron's character, but it's not funny in the context of the film. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Um, yeah, but either way, um, oh, that was the other bit, and I cannot think of the name. They're not they're not called chasers because that's a Quidditch Snatches. position. That's the one. I love them as carry. They're literally in yeah, it for ten missed, minutes. You missed... Do you know who is part of the of the Death Eaters that kill Hedwig and Har- and like find Harry out in the first one? Do you know why something gives him a, what gives him away in Voldemort comes to find him? Stan Shumpike, as in. 
Here is the night bus, the stranded transport. Oh, right. Wizard becomes a Death Eater. His hood falls off and Harry's like, I can't hit Stan Sunpack, so he's my usual trick. Expelliarmus. And everyone's like, oh, it's Potter. He's just used Expelliarmus. I prefer the way they... They found him out in the movie, though, that Hedwig's protecting him. I feel like that's... Oh, yeah. Yeah, that does Because in, in the book, he just he's in his cage and he just gets blasted in the cage, right? I'm sorry, Will. She. She. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Will, you can't misgender the owl. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not really something they're really addressing the fellow, is it, to be honest? Actually, no, it is. No, no, no it isn't. <laughs> but either way. Um, no, I forgot that. I forgot that. That'd be too. Like this thing, but that's what I mean. Like this hidden gem. That is one of my favourite Seven Harrys, though. <laughs> the way they filmed that's what was insane. Bill, don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> look, they're identical. <laughs> oh, it's weird though. <laughs> I just, love that. I love that. There is so many good scenes in it. It's just shame. Drags. <laughs> 90% of that film is almost filler, which really bugs me. I do me. love the little bit of like of, of like filming information I love about that is that when they're running from Snatchers, they genuinely did it as a race every time yes. to see who would win. Oh, that would be something I'd do though. That's the thing. If I was asking I'd to film that scene, I'd mention oh, like who really injured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First take, Emma is in Amy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like, I would have taken it far too seriously every time and they would have got eaten. Like, nope, nope, that's it, I'm going to beat Daniel Radcliffe. But that's how, yeah. <laughs> I definitely feel like they could have used some of those tricks a bit more often, like the um, infinite bag. Uh, yeah, now that's made now that's made as a real point, like, and she knocks things over in it, and I love that, like, they'll be doing something, and she'll be searching around, and she's like, oh no, that's my stack of Transfiguration books, and you hear it fall <laughs> over. And I love that, and like, the fact that it's it's made to be known in the book that like, that's illegal. You're not allowed an indefinite yeah. extension charm on things. So Hermione's breaking the law. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing that Newt Scamander has, right? In the in his yeah. case. Yeah, that's right. And it's just well, why do we never see Hermione climbing it? Why aren't they living in the handbag? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> no one's gonna just pick up a random just hide the bag on a pile of leaves. Oh, I mean, you don't want to be a handbag in London because that would get stolen by someone, and then God knows where you'd end up. It's a good way to be on the run, though, isn't it? As long as it's not a deathy picture of Hey, everyone. Editing Will here. Um, just to say, this is a part one to this discussion, so if you want to listen to part two, um, we'll be I'll be cutting it out of this episode, putting it into a new episode in a couple of weeks or so. So look out for that, um, and it will continue right from where we left off. So, yeah. See you then.